And welcome to Tech Connect. This is RJ Ledesma, your host for Tech Connect. Tell us your story, present your idea, champion Filipino technology on Genuity. Promote a smarter and sustainable Philippines. Find partners, investors, and like-minded individuals who will help you flourish and bring your innovations to life. TechConnect is an online tech show and podcast organized by our good friends, Multisys Technologies Corporation, in collaboration with Podcast Network Asia, Idea Space, and Cubo Philippines. Multisys' initiative is to connect our entire tech community and ecosystem, but more importantly, to champion proudly Pinoy technologies and innovators and to create an avenue for them to reach their goals, which include promoting their products and services, to reach more clients, to connect with incubators and investors, to inspire others, and to showcase truly Filipino technology. And joining us here today for the first time is our guest panelist and our brand spanking new CEO of Multisys, a very strong champion of the startup community. We've got Victor Aliwalas. Victor has had almost 20 years of strategic sales experience from a wide variety of industry verticals, which include SaaS and IT, BPO, telecommunications, ICT solutions, mortgage banking, financial services, and publishing, both here in the Philippines and also in the States. Currently, he sits on the board of Welcome Finance and is also an active advisor for multiple technology startups and BPOs. And before joining Multisys, Victor spent over six years in PLDT Enterprise as Vice President and Head of Customer Relationship Management and Advisor for Strategic Business Development. And right before that, he also led the sales team of Caliber Technology Ventures, the first Philippine startup company to get into Silicon Valley's Startup Accelerator, Y Combinator. Welcome to Tech Connect, Victor. So happy to have you. How are you? RJ, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here. And uh, thank you for the wonderful introduction, man. <laughs> <laughs> we were prepared for you, Vic. We were prepared for you. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I look forward to the conversation and, and supporting you and your initiatives as much as we can. But it's really great to be here. And I want to support as many startups as we can in the Philippines. Pinoy Pride time. Yeah. Thanks so much, Vic. And what we're particularly happy about is that you are continuing on this sort of advocacy which Dave had set up prior to him working uh, to help develop now the e-commerce solutions for the government. Now, uh, Vic, before we start, now, you've had vast experiences with the telecom industry, with the startup industry over here in the Philippines. Tell us a bit more, what excites you about the startup industry here in the Philippines? And what can Multisys do to support the growth of our startups here in the Philippines? There's a lot of things that excite me, but most importantly is making a change, making a difference, right? And a lot of the startups that I advise in or even angel invest in, there's always that advocacy aspect of things. What's the social impact, right? How are we going to change and revolutionize livelihood, right? We want to create means for upward mobility within our socioeconomic classes, right? And right now here in the Philippines, you know, there's actually been, you know, it's like a boom. It's almost like an inflection point for startups to get invested in right now. What's exciting particularly about the Philippine startup scene that you like? Well, if you take a look at our digital profile, right? If you take a look at our population, so we're really ripe. We have 115 million people, right? Mm -hmm. Average age of about 26 years old. Philippines is very digitally native. We were some of the highest consumers in terms of 
cryptocurrencies, right? We had the most MetaMask wallets in the globe. So just being a digitally native, social media savvy culture, I think is what excites me because everybody's already culturally, uh, the affinity for Western content, the affinity for cryptocurrency and digitally native platforms is what excites me. And what excites me even more is you at the helm of Multisys and helping grow really a lot of these startups to take advantage of, of course, our population growth, our economic growth, and having you guys behind it is really a great signal towards helping the tech startup community and economy. Again, thanks so much, Vic, for joining us. And today, our featured innovator, we've got our good friends, Beam & Go. Beam & Go is an inclusive digital marketplace and a financial ecosystem that empowers overseas Filipino workers by giving them control over how their remittances are spent by their families back home. Very, very key pain point that he's solving here right now. And joining us is their co-founder, Albert Christian Go. Boss, it's been a long time since we've seen each other, right? Yeah. Uh, face-to-face or virtually. How have you been? Yeah, it's been uh, a while, the past several years, but uh, you're a mainstay in the Philippine startup ecosystem. In fact, during the ups and downs, I've always seen you hosting shows, events, and just your positive energy is really infectious. For Beam & Go, we're still alive. Fortunately, since 2014, that day, our ecosystem was very small. There's only like only a handful of us startups trying I to know, move I know. And, and, and move the needle. But now we're seeing a new age of budding entrepreneurs and we're seeing it with the young crowd now, the fresh graduates. They have a different mindset and we're here. We're here to really make a difference is what Victor just said. Like it's us wanting to have that social impact and you can see it like uh, the past few days, we've had a, a large Philippine delegation going to the United States. Exactly. Yeah. All the entrepreneurs, successful tycoons, they're all pitching for the Philippines. And it's just a breath of fresh air that we are getting the attention, especially for us in Beam and Go. The situation was different in 2014 because when we pitched to investors, they would always have like second thoughts about the Philippines because of a multitude of reasons. But now because of what Victor said, demographics, us being very savvy in the content of the Western world, being early adopter in cryptocurrency, and also because of the pandemic, like the digital cash, us being very accepting of that is really at the age. I I do believe what you said, it's an inflection point. And for us in Beam and Go, we want to actually take it to the next level. It's not just us offering an e-commerce solution, but also coming up with a solution that helps them come back to the Philippines and become successful entrepreneurs. And I mean, later on, I can share that journey. Yeah, I'm, I'm very <laughs> excited about the journey that you're going to share. And all right, before you do share your journey, the thing is that I have to, I want to impress upon people is that technically you guys are Adults or senior citizens, if you look at the startup, you know, the startup cycle, 2014, matanda na kayo, If you think about it, uh, with the boom, the exponential boom in startups over there, because 2014, people didn't even understand, you know, it was a community where it was hard, you know, you had a hard time pitching, you had a hard time, you know, not only getting investors, but getting a part of the community, because it was very nascent at the time. But fast forward 2022, you know, you're seeing the big differences here right now. And uh, can you, you know, I hope you don't mind, Albert, though, being one of the more senior here. 
why is it the best time right now for many of these startups to get into the startup scene versus when you were there, when you started off in 2014? Uh, I, I would say that there are two things that I could, I guess, based on my analysis of the, the whole landscape of the, I guess, the investor, from the investor's point of view, there's a financial crunch that is actually hitting globally. Many startups, you can see layoffs in even the biggest unicorns around Southeast Asia. But despite that, the demographics and the future potential of the Philippines is actually even more lucrative for the foreign investors because for them, they look at market size and also the potential for the future. If you're looking at the 26-year-old average population, Mm -hmm. if we're able to explain to them that the Philippines is ready There's not going to be red tape. We're going to fix internet connectivity. Everybody is digitally savvy. They all have mobile wallets. They're Starlink from DTI. They're opening up internet, even the remote areas of our country. If we can do that and explain it to them together, you can see it. All the billionaires are actually in one team. They want to just do everything to help the Philippines. So I think the next two, three years... We might see that unicorn come from the Philippines. It might be a fast-track solution trajectory for our country. And uh, I think it's, a simula. it's also because of the mindset of exactly us before. Nahiya, parang, it's so hard for us to ask for money. It's hard for us to, to come up with wild valuation. So it's our limited thinking before that actually has hampered us. But I think the next three years, we'll see that it's not the golden age, but it would transition us to that golden age. If you look at the BSP and the roadmap, I think they just said that over 70 to 80% of transactions, it's moving towards digital. So we're going towards that path that would empower lots of young entrepreneurs to come up with solutions. Yeah. And, and I like what you said, Iba. I mean, if you look at it, the idea that, okay, internet isn't good, or let's say, for example, there's some problems with Wi-Fi connectivity or these other problems. You no longer look at them as problems. You look at them as pain points which you can solve, right? That's really the entrepreneurial solution. Now, what we're encountering right now, don't worry. That's okay. That's actually something exciting for us. Right? And that's exactly what you did. You know, It's the way that we perceive these problems which makes things different. And we're hoping that with the support of our good friends in Multisys, that we can launch the next couple of unicorns, not just singular but plural unicorns coming out of the Philippines. And what I really appreciate a lot is Vic worked on Calibre. Uh, which is one of our first Y Combinators coming out of the Philippines and hopefully bring that, one of the OG startups, I mean, bring that sort of energy and understanding because Calibre opened up many things right now. you got Paymongo, which came out of that one. You have Mad Eats, which came out of that one. You have NextPay. All these people came out of Y Combinator and who would have thought a couple of years ago, right? You know, It's opened the floodgates for more of them to come in. And having said that, Albert, why be part of TechConnect? I know you've been here long enough and you've seen the spectrum of what this industry has to offer or the tech startup ecosystem. But what can we help out here in Multisys with the Beam and Go? Oh, two things. One, because of the pandemic, our communication has been limited mostly to online no? online events. There's hardly any of these networking events that allows us to connect and meet large group of entrepreneurs, investors, solution providers, enterprise solution providers like Victor's Multisys. Being part of this community helps us move and be more nimble, especially for us. In fact, we've made a lot of changes in Beam and Go. We've, because of this, I have to admit, because of this 
COVID pandemic, we had to actually cut down a lot of our costs for survival. Also because the investors also demand you to perform better and not to spend more <laughs> during this time. And, and it was difficult actually for a founder like myself to actually deal with this situation. But then being part of TechConnect, last year we were also we were grantee of this program by Ideaspace and UNICEF. It's called FinTech for Impact Program. We actually are managed to extend not just our runway, but also get a team of industry practitioners and experts like Kubo, Ideaspace to give us mentors to really help improve the capacity and also the competency of our team. Even as a founder myself, no matter how well-read I am, may mga bagay that I do believe that the others like you, RJ, you get to speak to so many people, you would easily be able to connect Beam and Go to the right individuals that can help in areas that we we deem that we yeah. are weak at at this time. So I think that's ultimately why I see being part of Tech Connect is going to be advantageous for Beam and Go. Yeah. People often say a rising tide lifts all ships. And I think that's what's happening here right now. I mean, we're all going to be coming up together. And we've got to, that's why, I mean, I'm so inspired by our ecosystem. We really have to participate in it and understand it and see who they can connect. And that's what Motesis does. Now, aside from the connections which Motesis provides, what it also good at is that they also ask founders, you know, there's no need for you to reinvent the wheel. If we've got the software for you to do it already, you've got the fleet of products to help you, let us come in because let's lift all of the boats. As you were listening to him, Victor, what do you think, you know, Motisys can help out initially with, with groups like Beam and Go as they continue to serve the OFW community? That's a really good question. You know, I think there's several ways. First and foremost, I'd love to get a better understanding of the platform. I'd love to meet your team and really get a better understanding of your needs and wants, right? So I want to invite you guys to come to the office, have a pitch session. Uh, how big is your team right now, by the way, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, it's, we're very lean. We're only 12 people in our team. <laughs> okay. And are you, you're all based in Metro Manila? Oh, no. Actually, only two of us are in Metro Manila. Most of them are from Bacolod, Davao, Cebu. Where the OFWs, that, those are the end, the end, yes, yes. Oh, the end markets where the OFWs send the money for the remittance. And that Correct. And it's services. also because I've hired, as a social enterprise, I've hired employees. I mean, some of them are children of our customers. Oh, nice, nice. That end up staying with us because I wanted to be true to that mission of being able to provide opportunities for the families of OFWs, which actually bodes well because, Victor, most of our customers are actually from the countryside. They speak the dialect, Visaya, mostly from Vismin. And that's precisely the reason why we also hire people that can speak the dialect. And you'll be surprised. They feel more comfortable if they hear the customer service can talk to them in the local dialect, in, let's say, the service delivery of, let's say, our products like e-vouchers. <laughs> but going back to RJ's point, you know, in terms of how we can help, we'd love to open up our network as well, introduce you to potential investors, and we can even have some of the senior developers, some of our really, really good designers, you know, liaise with you and, and mentor you guys and just guide your team and maybe share some of the experiences that we've had in the past with growing and building startups and hopefully set you on the right path. Like you said, you can read a lot, but there's one thing about reading something and being immersed and, and actually going through it. So we'd love to just mentor you in any way possible. And again, open those doors to connect you to the right investors and even us potentially taking a look at that opportunity, right? Thank you. Thank you for just the 
just you offering to help Bimengo. <laughs> Hi, I'm RJ Ledesma. Get inside the heads of the country's sharpest and most innovative business personalities and entrepreneurs. Hack your way to success as you learn more about how they think about business. What are their best practices and success secrets? How do they innovate their businesses during the pandemic? And what opportunities do they see in the new normal? Join me on the RJ Ledesma podcast. Well, that's where we are. Yeah. And, and having said that, no, I think it's very important for the, all those people listening to the podcast here right now to also understand, let's, let's go a bit through the entrepreneurial journey to understand, you know, what Demon Go is all about. And I always ask people, you know, what pain point were you trying to solve? Because for me, you know, this is close to my heart because I put up a, my startup easy franchise, which is a one-stop shop for OFWs to invest in franchises in the Philippines because we saw the opportunity. And then similar to you, there's a lot of opportunities for OFWs. How did you spot that opportunity for you to put up Beam and Go? What did you come across? Yeah. So actually early in my career, I'm actually nearing my 40s now. But early in my career, that was 2009 or 10. Like many Filipinos, I didn't realize I was really aspiring for greener pastures. And at that time, 2010, I was working in one of the biggest banks in the Philippines in the treasury team. In fact, because of my nature of being a Filipino Chinese, actually, I was doing well. I was doing well dealing with a lot of the high net worth individuals of this big bank. But then I realized that it, whatever that I was earning was not enough. And just like many OFWs, we saw that there is more opportunity for us if we fly and seek opportunities abroad. Mm-hmm. That's what I did because I had friends who were able to find a job in Singapore so immediately, 2011, January, I took that leap of faith and moved to Singapore. And then in Singapore, I was actually working and doing fundraising and corporate communications for one of the nonprofit organizations there. Uh, that my background, even though I was in Treasury, I was more into social impact. I known pa. My very first job actually was in GE Money. And I was doing corporate comms, doing the annual reports, pitching to the newspapers and writing press releases and doing charity work on behalf of this big institution. At that time, GE was one of the top five U.S. corporations in the early 2000s before, of course, the setback eventually. But what I did in those four or five years, RJ, is I saw the problems that the other OFWs were facing. For me... I was very fortunate enough that my focus was really myself and not really providing for my families back home here in the Philippines. But many of my friends, they were really supporting the education of their sister, medicine needs, um, mom and dad nila. And every Sunday, there's no such thing as mobile wallets before. Everybody would go to Lucky Plaza and the lines (laughs) were really long. The lines are really long. It would waste two and a half hours of their time. But the good side is salo-salo nila. That's where they meet every Sunday. That's like they would do their beauty pageants, etc. But then I saw myself because I play basketball every weekend. One of my friends, actually he collapsed. He collapsed and then days after he passed away. And then it was really painful for me to see it that while working abroad, 
many of them actually, they work so hard, but at the same time, they don't take care of their health. And then their families actually get affected. So that's one wake-up point for me. And then the other wake-up point for me was actually seeing the horrific stories of OFW sending cash. But once it's received, a family member would misuse it. So yes, I, exactly. I wouldn't, yeah, one of the, big, wouldn't, one of the biggest pain points here, Devada, when the money sent home, it's a mismanagement of funds. Instead of being putting the money to the education, they buy a tricycle, they buy a TV, yes. they go to the beauty parlor or aesthetics, right? Correct. And it's hard because we don't want to blame them or what. Although there are cases that they would fall under like, you know, drugs, alcohol, oh. uh, womanizing. But uh, I think fundamentally the issue is they're not financially literate. They don't know. Because let's say my salary was only, let's say, twenty or 30000 And now when I go to Singapore, it goes up to 150000 So the family wouldn't know what to do with that additional income. So it's not the quantum of money that you send over that matters. It's really the habit of saving or investing in the right places to make your money grow for you. Mm-hmm. And that was our main motivation, RJ. At that time, I met my co-founder, Jonathan. He's the technologist. He's based in Singapore talaga. And and when I met him, we said, well, why not? Let's try this in Beam and Go. He actually wrote me in. And then I started flying from Singapore to Cebu, Singapore to Davao. I was looking for supermarkets to onboard in Beam and Go. It was just fortunate that a lot of the supermarkets were owned by Filipino Chinese. So, uh, okay, you know, so the, the way the <laughs> there, there, you, there's a relatability and an understanding of the business at the same time. But what exactly Correct. does Beam and Go do? What were the pain points? So, you said that for better management of their money, you work yes. with you work in, so the money doesn't go straight to their account, but rather straight to the supermarkets so that they yes. can stop there. So, can you can you explain it a bit more the model? Uh-oh. So, what we did was we created that e voucher system that uses the SMS at that time, wala pa yung mga QR code. So we thought of the way that can actually address to everyone in the Philippines, even in the remote areas, which is to send the digital SMS mm-hmm. to the beneficiaries. Alimbawa, I can send to Victor. Let's say Victor is my brother. And I know, sige, Victor has been partying a lot and then BGC and, <laughs> uh, and and I have no control because he's my brother. But he can lie to me and then what am I to know? So what I would do is I would just send, I know, okay, there's a Metro Gaisano in BGC. Just send over the e-vouchers to Victor. This is his allowance coming from me as his older brother. And every month I would send him based on that budget. But we created these e-vouchers in a way that we have set actually pro- parang ano siya, needs-based e-vouchers where it actually prohibits Victor from consuming alcohol and cigarettes. Pagdating po sa grocery, Victor, they actually ask for your ID. They stamp pa nga dun sa e-voucher, say, dun sa earlier version, everything except alcohol and cigarettes. And, <laughs> and actually, it was a good pitch to the OFWs. That's actually one of the main reasons why they have been buying from us is because they're able to manage and also teach their beneficiaries to use their funds wisely. And it took us mga four or five years to actually build that network. And RG, it was hard for us at the beginning kasi yung groceries, I did not know. Kaysanos, for instance, there's five, six different families. So I had to meet all of the different owners. Oh, wow. And, wow. and, and get their seal of approval. And it took me a few years to get them. And I also got from the regional side. 
So one of our partners, let's say in Mindanao, is KCC Malls. There's NCCC Malls. And you'll be surprised because in the countryside, while there's always an SM or Robinsons, the demographics there is their affinity is with the regional and the local brand because it's cheaper. Ah. It's really cheaper by five, ten, minsan fifteen pesos per product. So alam nila. Uh, so we started with them, and after as we got more credibility in getting these regional players in that's over thirty supermarkets. Kaya mga maliliit tinartner namin, the big players started to actually knock on our door. So eventually we got SM and we also got the Robinsons group, but that came later because they also took a while to open up to startups. I think even the big businesses at first they were at least. Yeah, but but now but now the Robinsons group is actually investing in so many startups now. Yes, yes, mean, that, yes. That's the big change over here. Now, having said all that, what I want to go back to Victor over here. Victor, I mean, you've seen the lay of the land in terms of, I mean. From a corporate PLDT standpoint, and you also see it from the lens of you working with uh, with Caliber before. When you see the startup, what are you thinking about? What emerged in your mind? What are the opportunities, or also what were the things that you said that came insight and came to you as you were listening? There's a lot, you know. Um, and aside from just Caliber, you know, I, I Angel invested in a few others, that should be Maria Health. Um, Maria Health, yes, yes. Julia. So going back to Albert's point. It's really trying to identify how to make that impact and in a big way, right? Because you always want to scale. You're always thinking about the continuous numbers, the continuous growth. And from a corporate perspective, sometimes you always want to grow also, right? Yeah. But the, the amount of growth is just so much more significant with a startup. So I think those are one of the main things I look at. It's the scale, right? Uh-huh. The potential scaling uh, of what we're doing. But with, with the OFW market, you know, you're looking at this is one of the highest revenue generating industries of the Philippines. Saying OFW remittances is in the, I forgot how many billions of dollars annually, but it's up there, right? So if you think about you being able to optimize and kind of create, well, efficiency, optimization, and a gateway to prevent these billions of being misspent, right? It's a beautiful thing. I think you know you guys are ahead of the IT BPM industry in terms of how much you generate annually. So for you to create a safe haven for that money being spent correctly, that's a big impact to our country and our economy. Right? Like you said, you don't want people wasting their money on booze in, in BGC. Right? <laughs> you want it to go to tuition. You want it to go to the utilities. And again, it all goes back to properly creating that ecosystem and running the economy back in the Philippines. Got that. Um, I want to ask right now in the current in Bimago right now, is it still purely groceries or have you have you uh, gone to other product lines? We, we've actually expanded the product lines, uh, and one of these products that we have made available to the OFWs by demand because of how we've heard and listened and conducted surveys with them is also delivering goods straight to their homes. We partnered with the likes of Mayani. We have partnered with. Even directly, mga rice producers, so that we can mm-hmm. deliver rice to their houses door to door. We have 25 kilos, 50 kilos of rice. At first, we were also a bit hesitant to add the mga fast foods because we wanted them to develop a very healthy lifestyle. But we couldn't resist because OFWs, that's their only way to celebrate, to surprise their family. So we actually also added the Jollibee group, for instance. For you know, special occasions where the mom wants to celebrate for their mm-hmm. family. So 
those are some of the product lines that we have expanded to. Healthcare as well, like medicine. So especially yung mga generic na medicine. So we've added that aside from our partnership with Generica, uh, which is also, we also have that e-voucher system that we have been using and doing quite well for a number of years. That actually has helped do wonders because the OFWs lahat naman sila have a family member that is going through some heart ailment or diabetes and what that happens to many of the Filipino families. There's a number of other verticals that we have added, but all within the realm of basic needs and also purpose-driven platforms. So inuuna talaga namin what the family needs at home as opposed to you know just the mga wants lang nila for their families. That has helped us. On the business level, at first, and allow me to explain, that sa simula, we were focusing on just the B2C. Mm-hmm. And, and we learned that, okay, this is not helping us. We're getting customers, but this is going to be business to Google or Facebook because of the, yeah, no matter how good you are with digital marketing. We had to change the model because we were helping a lot of OFWs, but are we really creating that impact that allows them to return home to the Philippines? And this is in line with what Victor was saying. How do you really create sustainable, lasting impact to them? And through our discussions with Google, Ideaspace, and Accelerating Asia, we were also part of that program. They gave us a lot of inputs on how to actually improvise a solution that we have already built. So early this year, we launched this program called Be a Millionaire Program. We created that e-commerce portal that is specific to the entrepreneurs, the Filipinos who want to earn extra income while they're abroad. And we were able to onboard. Now, our goal at the end of this year is to hit 100 new resellers. And we're pretty close to hitting that goal. And a lot of what we do is just organic marketing. And then once they see, oh, this is my way to get a million. We've had a couple of our resellers. These are domestic helpers in Singapore. They're earning a million because they're selling to their friends. So instead of me doing a B2C, it's becoming like a B2B2C model because they're the ones who are motivated to, to earn. Sometimes so the, the, need, pa, the, the, the domestic helper markets products to, of the grocery to whom? Products of Beam and Go to her friends na OFWs then. So let's say yung mga kasama niya sa Lucky Plaza nangangailangan. So nag-o-offer na siya, why na bumili ka sa akin ng Beam and Go? She has everything that Beam and Go has, which is an all-in-one tool. She can book an order and real-time matatanggap siya ng, fam- ng, the family ng beneficiary. Yes, the, okay. the, the beneficiary of their customer. And how we did it is we, before we onboard the helpers and the mga nurses and different countries, marami, even sa Middle East, meron na rin. We ask them to pre-fund para it's, we're on the safe side. As small as five or 10,000 to just try it. So every time they pre-fund, union credits need to resell to her friends. And we pass the margins that we get from the merchants. In fact, nagulat ako some of the bigger restaurants nga. They learned about this recently. They reach out to me because they saw, oh, this is a great opportunity for us to offer not just gift vouchers, but the lechon, we can deliver. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. 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 I
but can you, I mean, with that better understanding of what they're doing, what more do you think we can do with Multisys? Well, at this point, I want to understand, I guess, maybe what your needs are in terms of development, right? Okay. Know, yeah. Uh, development resources here. Uh, any issues that you may face on the, on the platform? Mm -hmm. How is that going for you from, yeah. from a tech perspective? Yeah. I was, I was about to add to that one, Palai. In, in terms of the tech, I mean, you know, for any startup, the, the unique or innovativeness comes with the, with the platform that you create. Correct. So just to clarify with Dick, I mean, I know that you've got a technologist there, but, you know, the benefit of working in the network of Multisys is that maybe you don't have to reinvent the technology or the technology can be further augmented through Multisys. So can you run us a bit more about how the platform is developed and how we can maybe help out with the platform? Okay. Right now, I have to say there... Because we're working on a very small team, Victor, as, also because of the pandemic, we made our team very small. But at the same time, we got some good people, but our focus, sometimes our roadmap, parang we, we have to stretch it because of our priorities and the lack of capacity to build, right? Uh, when we were doing both the e-commerce, the website, and also the, uh, right now we already have the Be A Millionaire reseller platform. We made it more mobile friendly, but it's not actually an app. That means it's not something that they're not downloading on, you know, uh, iPhone store or iStore or uh, Google Play. They they still have to. It's like progressive app. They still have to go to that website to log in and to be able to use and access that platform. Now within the tools inside the marketplace, so you're not. We struggled, of course, because at the beginning. The solution that we had was simply one-to-one -one product. It's not a shopping cart that we added. We created because gift voucher. It was one-to-one. -one. Eventually, we realized we're adding more products na, and then it doesn't make sense for the OFW to keep on ordering. Dapat isang basket and then isang transaction fee na lang for them to receive all the products that they have. But then we realized that because native, eh, we built the system on our own. It wasn't easy for us to just onboard with, let's say, Shopify, a more enterprise solution because limited din ang payment options nila. Kasi with Beam and Go, we've already built also our payment option provider from overseas, so it will actually mix up a lot. We've had several discussions before with other parang providers, like even yung mga even we wanted to even work with some of the e-commerce providers here. It was just hard for us to make that decision because if we were to transition, it would affect everyone's time in our team. So that's why parang, I would say that is one area that I can quickly think of now that is probably limiting us in the meantime from scaling or offering a more intuitive solution. And that's why TechConnect is here. Vic, uh, what do you think? What can we do? Well, ironically, we do have a lot of platforms and solutions that address those specific needs. We do have an e-commerce platform, multi-store. We do have a payment aggregator through multi-pay. So we can discuss, you know, ways that can maybe see how we can incorporate those solutions in your platform. Okay. But another question that I'd like to present to you is, is you know, are, are you currently fundraising now? Who sits on your, your board with you? Like, oh. what, what's the minimum check size? How much? Yeah. <laughs> So that way we can, we can see the notion of, you know, potential investments with VCs or, or you know, private high net worth individuals that we know they're looking to diversify their portfolio. So that there's ways that we can potentially help in that regard also. That would really be very much appreciated. Like 
to be honest, I'm more of a product person rather than a, a fundraising person, even though I did that before. But that's the reason why whenever I meet investors, I do really take down notes on how I can improve the business. Before RG, when we were pitching to investors five, seven years ago, there are certain things that they actually don't see yet. Like the questioning was different before. It was all about how much is your ROI? Why are you not earning? Why are you spending too much? But now they're more understanding of the situation. So, so I think Victor knows it. And I will be able to present, actually share with you where we're at. We were planning to actually raise $600,000 for our pre-Series A round. The last round that we had was 2019 or 2020. And that was a safe note that we had together with a few other investors, which is like a bridge round that we had from our very first round. From that time, we actually have been surviving, Victor, from ano lang, grants. We got grants from Singapore. We got grants from the Philippines, like uh, UNICEF. But it also limits me. If, if there's really bullish investors that see, oh, there's really a potential for Beam and Go, Let's take it to the next level. Of course, we'll be very happy. In fact, that made me think more about where else can we expand, not just from the market that we're serving now. We realized that actually the products that we have built, RJ and Victor, it's not just for OFWs, it's Filipinos in general. Recently, we onboarded the mga buy now, pay later. And it's only been a few months. The providers like Dragon Pay were very happy. They were shocked like, you guys are actually selling a lot than our other e-commerce. Like you, you, you barely did any marketing. So when they looked at the numbers, they saw that their the Filipinos actually saw that our groceries actually was the basic needs that yeah. can be scaled if it's marketed well, right? If you take a look at what you're doing, you know what we can identify are other emerging markets similar to the Philippines that have a demographic that works abroad and sends money back. You can recreate the situation. For other countries, right? So okay. it's, the, it's the Philippines play. You can think of it globally. What other countries have a similar situation like the Philippines? And then push it in that market. And what I like about this one is it's really this this is actually the purpose of Tech Connect, I think, right now, how this jump starts the conversation. And you know, there's a lot more that we can talk about. We'll take it offline. Yeah. <laughs> Let's invite uh, Albert to come over to the office, Vic, so that maybe we can find first of all what technologies we can actually do to help them scale better. And mm. next is maybe we better understand what type of financial runway that they need so that they can, you know, and how they can use financial runway to really scale the business moving forward. Having said that, any last words coming now first, first of you, Albert, to the other entrepreneurs? I mean, you've been around for quite some time in the tech startup field. What are your words of wisdom or insight that you can share with other entrepreneurs who are just starting off in the startup world so that they can, they can hack their way towards, you know, doing much better or much faster, or more effectively growing their business? I think uh, first is having that, it's like in a basketball team, you, you have to have that tenacity to deal with the ups and downs and the emotions of being a startup founder. Second is also being very razor focused, meaning that it's so easy to get distracted with so many ideas, but you being able to be a good listener and able to have that knack of being to, able to identify which ones are actually good ideas, good advice, and, and being able to listen to that and focus, that helps you as a founder to really grow. And not keeping a lot of things to yourself, like talking to, let's say, the two of you now has helped me just resonate and whatever ideas that I have in mind, because I, I'm able to hear other 
experts or other people in the space give their honest to goodness advice because people like you you just want to help so you're if whatever you're saying it's painful to me if i don't have that maturity then i will crumble and i'll be defensive right so what i learned is being open and being able to meet and network until you reach a point that you never know you might meet the right investor that would not just inject the funds that you need but also provide that team support you know kasi meron naman there there could be an investor that just wants to inject money but that's it but there could be investors that really want to be part of your team and help you in every step of the way so that's what i learned over the past seven years and also Having that energy, it's different, RJ. Before I had more energy in fact, mga pitch, mga competition. That can also be plus, pro, may plus and minus rin eh. You can win an event, but it actually just feeds your ego. But at the same time, uh, we've had a couple of events. Actually, I changed my tone. I, I'd rather be incognito sometimes because I want to be able to just do work and, and be able to show to investors, okay, we're really heading the right direction. But at the same time, you don't want to miss out opportunity. So when, let's say, Shane said, message me, I said, oh, I've never been in RJ's shows. I know I've had discussions with RJ before. This would be a great opportunity to speak to him so that he can also learn more about Beam and Go and where the direction that we're heading. And, and it's also because of you know, the, us being able to talk to mentors and people in the space so we can refine the trajectory and also our solution. So example, is our Be a Millionaire program. I wouldn't be able to come up with this idea if I did not join the UNICEF Tech for Impact program because they saw that, Albert, you're already there, but you want to be able to measure impact like United Nations SDG goals. It's very clear. We want to end poverty, but how do we do that? So coming up with the entrepreneurship platform, at least that is a step in the right direction there. Got that. Thanks so much, Albert, for sharing, for consolidating your seven years' worth of insights in the startup industry here in the Philippines. And big for you, for these other startup entrepreneurs who are coming here up right now, what's your advice to them, especially how we, we at Multisys can really help them improve scale their businesses? Hustle hard. Hustle so hard that you never have to introduce yourself. <laughs> Love that. Love that. And that's really, yeah. It, it's the truth, yeah. right? And uh, as long as you you maintain a humble attitude, you're opening to listening, and you keep a high moral compass, right? I think those are some of the most important things, right? Your network is your net worth. Your reputation is the most important thing, right? So you never want to sacrifice any of those. Thanks a lot for that, Nick Aliwalas. So if you are a startup listening to our program here right now, our podcast right now, if you want to be featured here on TechConnect, please let us know. As you could have seen from this conversation with Vic and with Albert over here, this is a great place not only to connect you to investors, but also to connect you with technologies and software that can help you grow your own business here at the same time. So again, looking forward to Albert and Vic meeting offline and discussing more of how Multisys can help increase the opportunities for Beam and Go to help more of our OWs to survive and thrive, especially in this post-new normal environment. Again, on behalf of Multisys and TechConnect, my name is Argila Despo. We will see you in the next podcast. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you.
The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.